Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. We have a great interview today with Mary Grace, talking with one of our hosts, Andrea Sandifer. Mary shares all about her love of writing and poetry, and how she uses those lingering moments to create her art. Let's jump right in. Well, welcome to another episode of Creatively Christian. I'm your host, Andrea Sandifer, and today I am joined by author, poet, and painter, Mary Grace. Welcome, Mary Grace. Thank you so much for having me and for asking me. Absolutely. You've been a really uh, good friend to Theophany Media there online, and we've gotten to know you and a bit of your work, and it's just really good to connect with you here and share a bit more. So why don't um, you share a little bit more about you, where you live, and about your family? Okay, well, um, uh, I'm a mother of three. My husband and I have a 10-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a -a three-and-a-half-year-old. Um, uh, currently, we're living in the Niagara region of Ontario, Canada. Uh, originally, I am from the northwestern part of Ontario, from a little town called Fort Francis. So um, if you know where Thunder Bay is, we're even farther than that. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, we just moved here, so everything is new to us. Um, uh, it's been an exciting year of ups and downs, but <laughs> this is that's where we are. And yeah, just trying to figure it all out in a new place. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it was probably a hard uh, year to move and shift locations and then weather everything. And right now we're recording this in May of 2021. You guys are still kind of in lockdown and stuff um, because of COVID. So yeah, uh, life is a creative uh, at home with your husband working at home and all the kids at home, this is, this will be a good conversation. I think a lot of people can relate to what we're going to talk about today. So I sure hope so. Yeah. So you are an author, a poet and a painter. We'll get to the painting a bit more in a bit, but, um, when did you first start writing for more than just like your regular school English class? Um, when did you first start kind of enjoying writing? Well, I've enjoyed writing ever since I was little. Um, I used to write, I think I was eight years old when I started little um, uh, Pippi Longstocking stories because I thought that book was the best in the world. (laughs) And I would make my own little books out of construction paper, right? My mom always read them. She thought they was really cute. Um, uh, But it wasn't until I was about 14 when I really started getting serious about my writing. And I never showed anyone. It was just for myself. Um, uh, I just loved creating stories and telling stories. I thought they were beautiful. I read like crazy, just taking in all of the the worlds that I could read in books. Um, uh, one of my favorite authors was, of course, J.R. Tolkien. You know, you can't get better than that. Um, uh, and then more recently, um, it's only been in the last three, I would say three years that I've gotten really serious with sharing my work. And it's only been about one year that I've been sharing it widely. But Awesome. I love that you were writing almost like spinoffs of a favorite story. And uh, my son does that. He's an Avenger nut right now. So he has little books everywhere um, of 
the Avengers doing different things that gives me a lot of hope that that he's just well on his way to creating something beautiful as he grows. So it's a really great great way to learn. You just you take the things that you love and you just blow them up and expand yeah. them. I love it. And I love that you said you're a reader too. Like um I think that's something we miss out on sometimes as we enter into a craft um, is we, we forget to be a learner as well, or an ingester of the, the type of work that we enjoy as well. Like I can tell when I haven't listened to music for a while or enjoyed other people's music for a while, my creative, my creativity almost goes stagnant in a way. And uh, we, we can be really good for each other, um, kind of encouraging each other forward, whether we know it or not, as we uh, enjoy each other's work. So it's awesome. One of the most important things for a writer is to be a reader be a reader and to read widely not just the things that you um uh, write about but that is important right but to yeah so that you can ex you know make your stories full yeah that's really good advice um and i i remember when we talked before um you had someone in your life that was a huge encouragement to you who did god use to encourage you forward in your creative work Okay, well, um, uh, the number one person would be Doreen Meyer, and uh, she is an author and a teacher. I think she's got about 15 books that she has written herself, but she is a really old family friend. And I remember when I was young um, and she would visit, I would bring her my little story, like when I was a teenager, and I'd say, look what I did. And she'd go, oh, cool, Mary Grace, keep going. Um, um, but as I got older, as I entered my 20s, and I would show her my things, she was just always telling me how this is really good, Mary Grace, keep going. Someday this is going to go somewhere. I didn't know when that would be. Um, but yeah, she was always an encouragement. And to hear that from somebody who I knew was published, and was also a teacher in writing, so she knew what she was talking about was just you know, it gives you that little fire. Absolutely. Oh, what a gift she was. Um, yeah. And what kinds of uh, writing do you enjoy writing the most? I mean, like thinking through the, all the different kinds of writing, what does God have you writing specifically? Right now, my number one thing would be poetry. And that's something that was surprising to me. Although after our first little talk, I was thinking about it. And I realized that I had always been writing poetry, but I hadn't really been realizing how much I had been writing. Um, uh, that's how I met my husband online. He was reading my poetry and that's how we got to talk. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I didn't even, you know, it didn't even click with me until I started really thinking about it. Um, uh, it's like matchmakers through creativity. Yeah. There's there's a niche, Jake, uh, through Theophany Media. We could start this matchmaker thing. I'm just kidding. Totally kidding. But I love that part of your story. <laughs> yeah. So he, he he liked my writing. My So we started talking and that's how we met. But um, for mostly right now, it's poetry. And I have a history of mental health issues. I deal with a lot of depression and anxiety and stuff. And it's just a tool that God has given me to be able to deal with it in a healthy way, to explore it and to heal. You know, writing is such a healing gift. It's so important um, uh, to me and to a lot of people who write, a lot of poets deal with that. Not all poets, but a lot of us. And 
poetry just forces you to make connections between your thoughts and the real world. So it grounds you, right? And my, my poetry are my prayers and they're my hopes, you know, and, um, uh, and they're also a journey. So when you, when I start, I start with a question or with an emotion and just a phrase and then just asking why is this or why do I believe this or why do I feel this way and God just takes me on a journey that goes from how I think it is to and then he either confirms it at the end that this is true or no Mary Grace this is the truth I've given you this is what you need to hold on to so it's like mm. a journey it's a story right that he gives me right yeah I love that I really yeah. love that I, I can relate to that a lot I, I feel like a lot of what I write, uh, it's therapy in a way of, and it really helps us capture almost kind of what God is teaching us or wanting to teach us. And when we pour it into our work, there's powerful, um, testimony to our own hearts in that. But then as we share, uh, boy, that can be really powerful, um, for others as well, uh, just sharing that journey. So I love that. And, um, you, we were talking about like the ideas and different things that you're learning. How do you just practically, how do you capture an idea or a thought? Um, do you, do you use like a, a journal um, to write out ideas as they come or do you, uh, yeah. What tools and tips would you have for people? When I first started, I used a notebook, right? But now that um, uh, my life has gotten really hectic, my kids are home they're not in school we're actually homeschooling full-time independently this year um uh, but my phone <laughs> is my number one tool because i can take it with me anywhere and when god gives me a word or a line or a rhyme i have my notes and i just plug it in right and as long as i have access to the internet i can even sit there on the park bench and write while my kids play. Interesting. So then you, you said the internet. So are you using like a Google document or what are you? Well, I use the notes on my phone. Just okay. the notes. Very simple. Because nice. I also deal with a little bit of dyslexia. And I find that if I use a program that throws out all of these, you made a mistake, fix it, fix it, fix it. Then I, I never finish. Right. Cause I'm always dealing with got to fix my mistakes and rough drafts. You sure you need to fix some of them, but the most important thing is just to let the flow of writing happen. Just get it out because you can always fix it later. You can. Um, so I just use a very basic notes and I just write down my thoughts. Um, uh, and then it's good to have the internet because if I'm stuck on a rhyme, or um, uh, I, I don't want to use, or I'm looking for a new word, then I can use, um, uh, you know, the internet to look up rhymes or definitions if I need to make sure that this is actually the word that I want to use. Does it actually mean that? Or you know, mm. language is weird. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I use those same kind of tools all the time, getting stuck on a rhyme or looking for a synonym. Uh, the internet's really, I know there's like actual like hard copy books, but um, yeah, that's another good tool for a tool kit, um, a writer tool kit. 
It's um, always good to have, you know, an actual book copy in your home. But when you're out and about, you can't take that big clunky thing with you. you so thank you, Jesus, for <laughs> my phone and the internet. It's, you know, they, they can sometimes be a trial, but they are a tool and we can use them for good. So. Yeah, for sure. And speaking of tools and sharing, um, how do you go about sharing content or how, what have you used in the past and what are you, um, what are you finding effective and are utilizing now? Um, uh, right now, my number one place on the internet would be my blog. And I have found not only for reaching people, um, uh, because it gives you more a, prof a professional looking setting for your writing that you want to share, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, but it also gives you an incentive to write in, uh, you know, I post three times a week unless I'm not feeling well or something. And it's always three times a week and it's on the same days. And so it gets me into this rhythm, right? And people are expecting to see that post. And then on the days that I don't post a new blog post, I would post um, uh, a small six word story or a small part of a poem or something. And I use Instagram and I use Twitter and I use Facebook. And I'm also on LinkedIn, but I don't use that as much. I find that Instagram and Facebook are my number one right now. Nice. Yeah. And this might be a fun time to talk a little bit about your six word stories. That is something that has intrigued me so much about uh, whenever you post those. I think I see them most on must be Twitter or something, um, but I love them. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? Well, I just, it's only been about a year that I've known what they were and I was exploring microfiction because I am a busy mom and to sit down and write, you know, even a short story that's 7,000 words, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of dedication and I don't have the time right now to write the novels that I want to, but I need to keep writing to keep that pump primed right so i was like okay there's different kinds of microfiction but what can i do when i'm just feeling blah and nothing is coming and i just and and i saw people writing these little six word stories um uh, and i was like oh that's cool you know you look at a picture and you pick out what is happening in the picture or what's the story be that you can imagine behind the picture, you know, or the emotions that you get from that. And it also helps with poetry, right? Because it's the focus helps you create a focus. Um, uh, and I really enjoy them. I use them in my days, you know, like I said, when I'm not feeling well or when I'm tired or when I'm, there's a blank page in front of me and I just don't know what to put down. And yeah, they're, they're really cool. I enjoy them. Yeah. It's a really neat tool. Uh, songwriting, we call that the economy of words, you know, when we're, when we're trying to communicate something and, and we, <laughs> I have a tendency to, my phrases could be like 20 syllables long and it's like, ah, oh, I'm saying way too much, but I I've noticed in those six word stories, you are saying basically the arc of a thought, a beginning, middle, end like you said, there's emotion in it. They're so well-crafted. And uh, I would think that's a very, um, 
a fun discipline to really try to, to almost hone as you become a wordsmith. Um, it's, it's really, it's very intriguing. Uh, I almost want to kind of dabble in that myself just to kind of, um, Go for it. Do it. <laughs> make sure I'm, I'm using my words wisely. Right. <laughs> yeah, and that's really good. Right. And it's, it hones, it does, it hones your wordsmith because there, it, you have to come up with like four or five different ways to say the thing that you want to say and which one fits best and which one will actually be six words. Right. Because mm. when you're just throwing phrases out in your brain, some of them aren't always six words or to um, uh, grow your vocabulary because maybe there's, I need one word, not three, and I have to find <laughs> words that encompasses all of that in one, right? Yeah. But then it also simplifies it to where people can read it and understand it mm -hmm. because especially poets, we can be really bad at being overly flowery and that flowery words are there's nothing wrong with them but if they're in you know a garden that's that's just too full you sometimes cannot um uh, really appreciate that one word or that one flower and how beautiful it really is and if you kind of separate it from the other things it just really comes alive more right yeah so one one flowery word in the midst of a whole bunch of ones that are a little bit common and it just amplifies it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's definitely how I feel when I've read those and um, yeah, those are very cool. I encourage everybody to kind of look into those six word stories that Mary Grace has been writing. They're very neat. Um, and then, and I know you talked a little bit about dyslexia. Um, that is definitely something you've probably had to really work to overcome, but is, you know, how have you worked through um, moments of, like self-doubt because of that or other things that have come up what keeps you writing and sharing despite it all um the main thing that keeps me writing is I feel like I have no choice it's part of me um when I don't write I I don't feel well interesting um uh, it really is <sighs> an outlet for me for those negative emotions, but not only the negative emotions, it also helps me come out of it into something that's better, right? But yeah, with my, like, I don't have um, uh, diagnosed dyslexia, but learning problems like that run in my family. <laughs> and it's just something that, you know, I always switched my B's and my D's around. I always got my M's and my N's wrong, even when I was little. And it was, you know, I was eight years old and I couldn't read yet and people would tease me. Hmm. But at the same time, I was writing these, these stories, right? So it was always part of me. Um, and I did, there was times where I asked God, especially as a teenager, why did you make this so hard? <laughs> If it's something that you want me to do, why did you make it so hard? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe now that I'm in my 30s, then I have learned it's because you need to learn how to ask for help. Oh, if anybody who's written a book knows that it takes more than one person, usually, you need help. You, even if you don't deal with learning issues, you need an editor, 
you need better readers. Um, uh, you need you need people to help you come along and help you promote your work. It takes a team to do this. It's not just me. And so kind of like when he gives you a weakness, you know that um, uh, I have to ask for help to be as good as I want to be, right? I could give the example of there is one poem that will be in my chap book that will be coming out by the end of the year. And it took me four years to write it. <laughs> I just, it was just an emotional roller coaster as I wrote this poem. And I don't even, I mean, I think it's good, but we'll see what people think when, when it's in the book. Um, uh, but I was so excited about it when I was actually done. And I sent it to my friend Doreen. And I said, look what I did, look what I did, you know? Like a little, I, was, I felt like a little child and I wanted to show her what I did because it take me so long to write it. And she said, this is really good, Mary Grace. Let me help you. Let's fix these mistakes. Mm. And the way in which she did it wasn't like, oh my goodness, Mary Grace, can't believe you showed this to me with all of these typos in here and all of your misplaced twos and theirs and oh my goodness. No, 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 because she knows me and she says, no, let, let's, let's fix this. Let's make this good. And then I was able to submit that poem to a contest and I came runner up. Oh, that's know. right. Yeah. For, for a very first time, that was the very first time that somebody other than Doreen and other writers was kind of like a verification that this is what I'm supposed to do now. Right. Yeah. So. And I love how Doreen came alongside you and just in her attitude of yes. the desire to help. I think that that probably makes all the difference. If, if we connect with someone who will be a partner with us um, and, and critique in a way that really uh, walks us forward and doesn't degrade anything within us as an yes. artist. That's so helpful. What a blessing Doreen is. Oh, should, everybody should look her up. <laughs> everybody needs a Doreen. <laughs> yes. oh, I love it. Okay. Those people that God put in your life oh, yes. um, uh, that are willing to not only say, oh, yeah, you're great, but say, you can be better and let me help you get there. Those are the people that God wants you to hold on to. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And not only hold on to, but uplift because yeah they're they're amazing people they're such blessings yeah I have a few in my my life too and I'm so thankful that um they're the kind of people that yes they they'll listen to what I do and they'll they'll cheer me on and make suggestions and it always comes across as so um so encouraging so um yeah just that heart desire to to walk forward together it's you know um there's no benefit to him doing it for me other than to just see me succeed and see, you know, the potential of a song succeed. It's such a gift. I'm so thankful. Okay. Mary Grace, busy mom. Uh, so totally relate to this. What does it take for you to prioritize your creative, your personal creative time in the midst of life? You know, the, the honest answer to that is sometimes you just can't. And you really have to be okay with that mm. because children are a gift and people are a gift. And we really, as, as creatives, 
you know, sometimes th we think we have to put ourselves in a box to be able to create this thing that we want, whether it's a painting, whether it's a book, whether it's a comic book, whether it's, you know, you're, you work with glass or anything like that, you have to put yourself in a box. But our inspiration comes from the world around us. And a big part of our world is the people that are in our families, <laughs> right? And I have found a lot of inspiration in my children. Mm -hmm. And they're, they usually um, uh, talk about, and I can't remember where I heard this, but I've heard it several times. There's three or four different parts of being and walking in our creativity. And it is the exploring and the gathering, and then it's the doing, and then it's the giving. You have to gather before you can create. You have to have your ideas before you create. And that comes from interacting with other people. So sometimes my creative life and my family life, it can't be balanced. Hmm. But one thing is, and the God is showing me, is that it's okay to create in five minutes and in bite-sized pieces yeah it adds up right it adds up five ten minutes a day you know and then by the end time you get to the weekend maybe you have a little bit more time um now you need to sleep but nighttime is also a really good time to create oh yes oh yes put those babies to bed and just take a moment, <laughs> take a moment. Yeah. Um, but at the same time if you feel like I believe every single person on the face of the earth is creative in some way and creative creativity is so important, whatever form it takes. But if you feel that it is something you want to share with the world, keeping that pump primed is really important. So even if you have to have an unbalanced creative life, don't let it go. There have been years where I let it go. Um, uh, when I was a very young mom, my kids are, my oldest is 10 now. So, you know, I'm getting, it's leveling out a little bit. Um, uh, but don't stop being the person who God made you to be. Because sometimes when we are mothers, we can get lost in, in that identity. And we forget that, that, well, we will always be mothers if we have children or fathers if we have children um uh, but that intense time of caring is really only for a few years hmm. and we need to cherish it but we also need to not let go of who we are <laughs> there will be a time when you have more time to create and to and and to step out and to share if that's what you think god wants you to do but don't lose sight of it, right? I did a little bit when my kids were young, um, really small. And then I found it again, and it was like waking up. And I really wish that I hadn't let go of that com as completely as I did, right? So if there's a way you can keep a hold of it, and really those five minute bite-sized pieces of creating, <laughs> Are, are what have kept me through, especially this last year of this time where I have no time to myself. So. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I love that, you know, the idea of gathering, the time of gathering, um, we we can't write from an empty cup. <laughs> in, so even when our kids are little, or if we are in a particular particularly busy season, we can enter into those and walk through them, knowing that God is leading us through and teaching us things in the midst of that, that may resurface as we engage our creative work again. Um, those those busy times when we feel like we're only getting five, 10 minutes at a time. Yeah, I love that. We can almost see those as more of our gathering moments. Um, the lessons that he teaches us in those moments sometimes aren't really apparent until there has been some time in between where you've been able to mull it over, right? And sometimes I'll start a poem and I'll only have a few lines and like a and and it takes me months and months and months to get to the end. <laughs> like I said, that one poem took me four years to write, and it really was because I hadn't learned what I needed to learn yet to finish. Mm. Oh, I love that. So you had started it, but you hadn't gathered everything that you needed to learn to finish it yet. Yes. I love it. Very cool. Okay. Um, your artwork. This is such a neat part of what you do. When did you start coupling your artwork with your writing work? And, and has that been fun? It has been a lot of fun. Good. Um, one thing I always tell people is when I write, a lot of times it's from a place of pain and learning. But when I paint, I express my awe. Mm. And um, it's actually only been something that I've been doing for about three years. I only learned how to paint with acrylics because um, a friend took me to a paint class. Um, and then now I've been delving into some watercolors on my own, also encouraged by Doreen, my friend. Oh, there she is again. Love that, Doreen. <laughs> We're going to have to get her on. <laughs> yeah, she told me that book covers are really good when they're done in watercolor. Uh, and I was like, Ooh, then I should try to do that. Yes. There you go. Um, uh, but I also sketched and did things like that as a teenager. But then when I was a mother again, I, I kind of stopped doing that except for maybe I would draw a picture and have my kid color it. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, idea. drawing yeah. pictures for our kids to color. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> it's a good way to keep doing it yeah if that's the creative art that god wants you to do hone your skill make your kids color books this is good brilliant um uh, but it's also seemed very natural for me to pair the two because um uh, i love story right and painting is a story just like poetry is a story and just like story writing in and of itself it, it's a story and so they just went so well together for me right yeah yeah and I know you I think you've got some on the wall behind you but like um yeah, just kind of oh there oh yes the one with the boat love it uh, just so neat that you're able to kind of pair those and those are offerings that you extend to people. So those are things that they can purchase your work. Um, yeah. That's a really fun way to do that. Um, 
Okay, cool. And what, uh, what are you currently working on? You mentioned a chat book earlier, but uh, what are you most excited about that you're working on right now? And, you know, with that, like, what kind of impact are you praying it will have on the kingdom of God? And just what is what is the goal with this work that you're doing right now? I don't have the full picture yet of what God wants me to do with this. Mm. But um, uh, for right now, what I'm most excited about is this chat book. And I'm, I'm very excited because this week or next week, I will be hearing back from my editor. All right. <laughs> this is, it's, it's coming down to the wire and I really hope for it to be out uh, before Christmas. Um, I really want it as an encouragement to people, mm. you know, and, and I love to encourage, encourage people by showing them that, you know, hi, I'm nothing great. I don't have a lot of education. I'm just a simple woman, but look what I did. Yeah. You can do this too, you know? And the whole part of um, uh, mental health comes into there, you know? And for sometimes for us moms, that's a really big um, uh, stumbling block, right? And we feel alone in that. And through doing this, I really hope that, you know, you can show people that a lot of these poems in this chapbook are my prayers and they do come from a place of pain, but he always brings me out into a place of hope. Mm. So, yeah. No, oof. <laughs> no, I, no I, I'm so excited for you walking forward in that. And I, you're going to have to let us know. I know this episode will come out well after you hear from your editor, but you'll have to let us know on the, the creatively Christian, um, our Facebook group, like when you hear back and how that goes, we're, we're so excited to cheer you on in that really looking forward to that. Okay. Mary Grace, how can our listeners connect with you? You mentioned a few socials on there, but what's, what's kind of the best ways to do that? The best way and the easiest way is my website. And it is marygracewriting.ca. And if, you know, if just Google me, I'm good. I'm you're on there. You're Google. Google. Yes. That would be my number one home. And like awesome. I said, I post on the blog three times a week and I have all of the links to all of my other social media. Perfect. I have a link to my art shop that is through Redbubble. Um, uh, that's the best way. Um, I also have a monthly newsletter that I write that I keep people updated through um, uh, with all of my uh, small publications that I might get through literary journals and stuff, but also updating on my projects like my chat book. Um, but then again, I, I'm also on Instagram and I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook. Um, those are my main three that I use. Fantastic. And I try to post on there regularly, but you know, I am a busy mom. So sometimes not, but yep. Amen to that. I know I didn't post for a week cause I was out of town and, uh, and then I've gotten home and it's like, oh yeah, uh, I forgot about, you know, anyway, so just kind of like, um, even if we go dark every once in a while, but we're still here, we're still here, but I love that. So we'll check out your website. We'll link all this in the show notes too. Um, so people can find you. And then, um, it's funny. She's come up a lot. So Doreen, how do we get a hold of Doreen? Doreen. Okay. 
and I don't actually have the correct spelling of her name, so I won't try. Okay, but we'll connect later on. <laughs> Gold Rock Press. That would be a way to look her up online. Awesome. And then it's Doreen Meyer. Um, uh, and she writes mostly about Indigenous peoples and her relationship oh. with them. Because now she is white, but she was raised, uh, her mother had a foster home where she has um, uh, Indigenous brothers and sisters. So this is where her inspiration is coming from. Um, That's very cool. Yeah. And everybody needs a Doreen. So we, we kind of need to connect with her anyway, it sounds like. no. Yeah, And she's all also a member of the Word Guild of Canada. Oh, good. Okay. It's the Word Guild. And if you go to their website, you should be able to find her. Perfect. All right, Mary Grace, this has been really fun. And in a bit, we'll have you share uh, probably one of your poems. We'll definitely do that. And to close, I'd love to um, pray for you. And then we'll have you share a little bit about the poem and then share it as we close out. So let's go to prayer. Father God, thank you for this time with Mary Grace today, um, learning from her and just um, being encouraged by the story that you're writing in her life, Lord, and the things that you've taught her, the things that you're walking her through in her creative work. Um, we thank you for how you've gifted her um, and the things that you have asked her to overcome and to trust people to come alongside her as she pursues her work despite of it all. Uh, that's a big lesson for us, Lord, and we thank you for that. Uh, we pray for her chat book coming up, um, that that would be a blessing and encouragement to those um, who read it and partake of it. And we just pray for that process as it unfolds uh, this year. Um, please bless her family. Uh, keep watch over them there in Canada as they navigate all the COVID closure stuff right now. Um, please uh just guard and protect them, Lord. And uh, we pray for all of Canada as they're still struggling through um, just being kind of shut down and navigating uh, life like that. It's very hard, Lord. And uh, we trust you with the timing of it all. And we pray, Lord, that um, for all of us that are still undergoing that, but specifically for Mary Grace and her family, Lord, that you are you are working in those situations and growing them and teaching them um, helping them to gather at this time, Lord, um, and teach them amazing things that, um, that you truly want to sink into our hearts, their hearts, Lord. We trust you with that. We love you. Um, we pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, Mary, tell us a little bit about the poem you'd like to share to close. Okay. Well, Let's see. Okay. I had a hard time picking. <laughs> I know. Um, uh, but my husband was like, do one of your recent ones, Mary. I was like, okay. Um, uh, so the poem that I picked is called Joy. And I think I picked it because it's one of the things that I sometimes have a hard time with. Mm. Um, but it's part of a nine poem series that I've been working on that has to do with the fruits of the spirit not um uh not getting too theological right but just what does it mean to me 
Um, what does it look like to me to have the fruits of the spirit? You know, just simple things like that, because I'm not trying to be a Bible theologian or anything. <laughs> um, that's not me. <laughs> You're just but, trying to be realistic about it all. Yeah. Yes, what does this look do like? Do what does it mean? Right? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. So this is, so this is joy. Found in simple spaces when lights have dimmed to ease weariness of day from shoulders prone in the morning beams where radiance sings reserving stage for feathered accompaniment notes shimmers in the shadows like the fuzziness of heat that greets in bells that chime with chirping mirth often hid amid wide open space blending with a magic you cannot trace given to the few who look beyond circumstance to find the lines God painted beneath, even when awash, paying untold cost, finding treasure hid and hold relief. Thank you for sharing that, Mary. That's beautiful. Oh, it was so fun to have you as a guest on Creatively Christian today. Thank you for joining us. And we <laughs> absolutely, and we look forward to connecting with you further. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To see the show notes where we put resources mentioned in today's episode, you can head over to theophanymedia.com forward slash grace. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. And remember, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to rate, review, and share wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.